0: Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. It is said the caves under the old township of Redmain were carved by the finger of God and cursed by the devil. They stretched deep into Mother Earth, damp and black as darkest night, a labyrinth of rocky passages that led to the foaming mouth of the sea. Concealed among those craggy shadows were now only the wind howled and the tides roared were the unspoken tales. Bloody tales of raw, unsated hunger and a forbidden feast. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Tonight, the dark fiction of John Ballantyne transports us to a seaside resort in blustery Scotland, where we delve into the historic lore of the region and explore perhaps the most primal of fears. The play is called Ravenous. Uh,
1: Excuse me. Excuse me, have you, uh, have you seen this man? Sorry, no. Thank you. Sir, pardon me. Might you have seen the man in this photo? He's a mate of mine. He's gone missing for some weeks. Mm, he doesn't look familiar, but we're from Glasgow.
2: We're just visiting for the festival.
1: Ah, of course. Thank you.
2: Can I get something for you, sir? Uh, yes. Um, I'll have a dark ale. Dark ale? We don't serve that rubbish. Tell you what. I'll bring something to sprout the hair on your paws.
1: Sounds lovely. Uh, One moment, though. Have you seen this man? He was here about two weeks ago.
2: Here in Redmayne? Yes. Can I say I recognise him? I'll be sure to keep an eye out, though.
1: Brilliant. Thanks. Hello?
3: Some nerve you have, Mr Titus. Taking holiday while we're shorthanded, you lazy bugger.
1: Well, actually, it's a bit of a working holiday, love.
3: Really? You're searching for Miles?
1: As a matter of fact. Any luck? Not yet. I have a feeling there's a story here, though. Where are you? Scotland. Miles was here, according to his last mobile phone records.
3: And how did you access those?
1: A smart reporter never reveals his his sources.
3: You're a bastard. You know that, don't you?
1: (laughs) And how are things back at the Beeb?
3: Mm, simply mad as usual. Are you near the coast?
1: I am. Quite a nice view from what I gather. Somewhere north of Girvan, little seaside town called Redmain.
3: Near Girvan. That's where that odd little story came from across the wire yesterday.
1: What odd story?
3: Rather grisly. Didn't you hear it? Obviously not, um,
1: Valerie. What are you talking about?
3: Body parts washing ashore. Apparently it's a big local mystery.
1: Body parts?
3: Human remains. Albert, you don't think that... Oh,
1: come now, Valerie. I'm sure Miles is fine. Probably sipping tea about now, hot on the trail of some tawdry political scandal.
3: Of course, you're right, but oh, if you discover a human head washed up on the beach, do snap a few photos, won't you?
1: So I do the footwork and you take credit. Is that how you operate, you little minx?
3: had your day in the sun, Albert. Give a girl a break.
1: Here you go, sir. Valerie, my drink is here.
3: Huh, some working holiday. Well, take care, Albert. We certainly won't need another report on staff going missing.
1: I'm touched by your concern. Good night, dear.
2: Might be a wee stout for you city lads, but this is what we call a pint around here. Here you go. It's covered. The lassie at the end of the bar picked it up. Maybe I'm wrong, but seems to have an eye for you.
1: Hi there. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, Thanks for the pint. Very kind of you.
4: No problem. I'm April.
1: Nice to meet you, April. Albert. Albert Titus.
4: You're here for the festival?
1: Yes. Well... uh, Well, not exactly. I'm looking for a friend.
4: Ah, I see.
1: So, trouble with your phone? Not so much the phone. It's the GPS. For some reason, I can't get this place to pull up on it.
4: Probably just need to run an update. On the way we found Redmayne was by asking directions a few towns over. Funny, even the locals are tight-lipped about the place. You're American? Right, we're here on vacation. See those girls at the table in the corner? The drunk ones that think this is Scottish Mardi Gras? They're my friends.
1: Ah, aren't you awfully young to be traipsing about the wilds of the UK?
4: (laughs) The wilds of the UK? (laughs) Are you kidding?
1: I suppose it's fairly harmless, (laughs) other than the occasional kilt malfunction.
4: So, you're unattached.
1: Well, that's... uh, how's it phrased in social media these days? It's complicated.
4: Just how complicated are we talking here?
1: Well, some claim I'm married to my job.
4: What line of work?
1: A journalist, actually, for the BBC in London.
4: Impressive. And you're looking for a friend, you say? What happened?
1: I'm not sure, really. Disappeared a few weeks ago. No one's seen him.
4: Must be a good friend for you to go to such trouble.
1: Well, he's a colleague of mine. Sort of a mentor, really. Miles was quite an investigator, always digging for some... truth. Should have known it would catch up with him someday. Wow. Do you think he's... (laughs) Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to bring down the party. What is this festival all about, anyway?
4: You know, I'm not sure... (laughs) But if these things are anything like home, then it's just an excuse for everyone to get plastered. (laughs) Uh, Are you okay?
1: Um, ooh, just a little woozy. This drink's a lot stronger than I expected.
4: Uh Uh-oh, another Englishman who can't hold his booze. Uh, Oh, easy there.
1: Maybe I should walk it off.
4: I don't think that's such a good idea. Easy there. You'd better sit back down, Holmes.
1: Oh, it's quite all right. Uh, I'm heavily capable of navigating a spinning room. It's rather on everyone's faces
2: and melts. Oh shite. Does this one belong to anyone here?
4: Oh my God. Is he going to be all right? Albert! Albert!
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. Ah,
1: what's going on?
5: Glad to see you rejoining us, Mister Titus.
1: Oh, what in the bloody blue hell happened?
5: Why, well, you passed out in the pub, a little too much to drink, Mister Titus.
1: I, I only had a pint. Someone drugged me. Someone drugged you.
5: Now that's a most serious accusation. Devin, did you drug Mr. Titus? You know
2: I did, sir. It was your orders to drug any wankers that come around here asking questions. Devin, about...
5: my good lad. Sometimes I fear the subtleties of conversational irony elude you.
1: You. You were the barkeep. You. you put something in that drink. Why would I'll you. I'll
5: answer your questions, Mr. Titus. Devon is merely a humble servant. Where am I? Oh, you're seated in my kitchen. A bit after hours, but I've prepared a hearty meal for you. You must be famished.
1: Um, this is a restaurant. It's the one adjoining the pub.
5: Very perceptive. Who are you? I am the
1: owner. Proprietor here. People call me cook. Here. Enjoy. You expect me to eat this after you drug my pint?
5: Oh, it's quite safe, I assure you. We serve only the finest meats, the most
2: exquisite cuts. Here, I'll have a bite. Devon? Brilliant, sir. Is that a white wine sauce?
5: Indeed. Your palate grows more sophisticated by the day. Would you excuse us for a few moments, Devon? Please enjoy the dish. Yeah, it's uh, quite a tasty loin, if I do say so myself
1: Am I being held here?
5: The streets in Redmain are not so safe for tourists after midnight
1: I'll take my chances I can't permit Look, that Look, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm searching for a colleague of mine He was here and then, well, he just vanished Do you know where I might find him?
5: <sighs>
1: it's unfortunate what happened to your friend, Miles Very unfortunate You know him, then?
5: Perhaps I should speak to the local constable. Truth is, Mr Titus, I'm sort of the final authority here. The law, so to speak.
2: Sorry to interrupt, but we have the candidates ready for your review.
5: Thank you, Devon. A few more moments, please. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr Titus, you're familiar with the history of this region? The history? The area is...
1: It's steeped in legend and lore. I'd like to know what happened to my friend. Surely you have an inkling. Miles was doing an investigation, something to do with human trafficking. I suspect he got a little too close to the truth.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Human trafficking. Aye. Of a sort.
1: Uh, A bit of wine, Mr. Kytos? Thank you. No.
5: A few centuries ago, there was a man who lived here. A rather infamous man who inhabited the maze of subterranean tunnels that exit at the seaside. Some run directly under our feet. He lived underground with his family. They were terribly poor. Impoverished. Many times they were lacking for
1: food. (laughs) Mr Cook, I've heard of Sawney Bean. You'll have to do better than a tale to frighten young children.
5: Ah, well, then you know the story of how his clan grew to number many. Carnivorous cannibalistic, rife with incest. Many mouths to feed and too few villagers to support their hunger. The alarming disappearance of peasants and passerby drew the attention of the king. Bean and his family were soon discovered and brought to Edinburgh, where they were executed for their crimes in the most excruciating of manners.
1: Lovely. What does this have to do with anything?
5: Well, that's not where the story ends. What isn't told by historians is that one member of the Bean Clan did survive, eluding the roundup by the King's men. A young child named Lilibeth escaped and was adopted by a local family. And she grew in age, would marry, would have a family of her own, and she left much of that past behind. But one thing would plague her. One thing Lilibeth couldn't shake the appetite. taste for human flesh, even in times of plenty with abundant food. There was a raw, gnawing hunger in her belly. It was passed to her children, and their children, that same dark, tempting delight.
1: A remarkable bedtime story. Ah,
5: but there's more. You see, most of Lillibuf's descendants settled here in Redmain and worked the land, fished the sea, lived normal lives. A few, though, were dogmatic. In adhering to the old ways, the primitive practices of their ancestors, they resettled underground. They're spoken of only in whispers now, and some remain sceptical of their existence, but... Trust me, Mr. Titus, they do indeed exist. You have a lovely flair for fiction, Mr. Cook. There is a savage part of each of us, laddie. It yearns to surface, that rare hunger... We are not so much unlike
1: them I really must be going
2: Sir, terribly sorry to interrupt again but the buyers are getting restless
5: Very well, bring in the candidates
2: Let's have a look Bring them in, come on Alright, alright, line up Line up, along there Okay, good No, don't try to run. It won't go well for you.
1: What is this? What are you doing with these people?
5: You see, we serve a particular clientele. A very rich, powerful clientele. You are a
1: trafficker, aren't you? (laughs) Ever go to
5: a fine restaurant? A swanky place? You watch the lobsters swimming around in the tank and you get your pick before they're served. That's what this is, Mr Titus. Albert, is that you?
2: Please help me. Don't let them do this. Shut it.
1: April, I- I'm terribly sorry. I have nothing to do with this vile affair. Please believe me, listen. Listen, you must release her.
2: The American lassie. Aye, she's already spoken for, I believe.
1: Mm. The pretty ones always drop the bids. You must release all of these people. That's
5: going
2: to be quite impossible. What are you doing to us? What kind of people are you? This is some royal cock-up. Don't you know you can't get away with this? Quiet down. I will not. God damn it. You're all going to be arrested. You realise that, don't you? Authorities will be looking for us. Questions asked. Authorities
5: tend to look the other way when we conduct our business. In that way for ages. In fact, some of them are our customers. Some may very well be in the next room ready to make their beds.
4: Beds? What are they... What are they going to do with us? Don't you see, you stupid bitch? It's a meat market. They're
2: going to eat us. Quiet down. We're going to be a human buffet for a bunch of rich, decadent bastards.
5: I'd keep a civil tongue, laddie.
2: A civil tongue? He speaks to me of a civil tongue, this butcher. I've heard the rumours of what you monsters do. Can't say as I believed it until now. Your
5: last warning.
2: You're nothing but a band of filthy flesh peddlers. Hold him! Give me a fair fight, and I'll take your farm, your rotten inbreeds. <laughs> Let go of me! Let me go! God damn it.
5: Ah, this should do, and perhaps a pair of tongs. Uh, oh, I, I should warn you, this is going to be painful.
2: What are you? What in hell are you going to do with that? No, no, you don't have to do this. No.
5: Open wide. My God! I told you to keep a simple tongue. Quite a delicacy in some corners of the globe, I'm told.
1: Cooks up rather nicely in olive oil. Christ, I'm going to be sick.
5: Perhaps a dash of rosemary. He's going to choke on his own blood. Stuff his mouth with sugar and a roll of gauze. It'll clot. Any more mouthing contents? Any more wagging tongues? Hmm. Very good. Devon, you and your men may escort them to the dining hall. No need keeping our customers waiting.
1: I assume I'm the next lobster on your menu? Don't
5: be absurd. Our customers prefer veal, shall we say. Though you might make a hearty stew. What about your cousins, the ones that live underground? Well, they're not as discerning, of course. They're happy with scraps, but why waste your talents? My talents? Why, yes. You're a journalist, a writer. And how does that benefit you? Someone will need to tell our story. Uh, Your story? The people of this place, the descendants of Bean, of Lilibeth. Surely we deserve to have our story told for future generations. Write it yourself. Oh, I'm no wordsmith, Mr Titus. I'm a chef. I make spices and sauces and various ingredients. A chef, you say? You've monetized cannibalism. You're demented. History needs to be set right after we're gone, and told accurately and with flair. And what's in it for me? A rare opportunity to stay off the dinner table.
1: How about my freedom?
5: In due time, with cooperation, you may regain some liberties. And your definition of liberties? Why don't you sleep on it? Give the thought a wee time to marinade. Hmm?
2: <laughs> Come along, Mister Titus. I thought I was headed to a room Stay close The freaks venture into town at this time of night The freaks?
1: Ah, the cave dwellers We're sticking to this delightful delusion, are we? Believe what you will How does anyone get in or out of this place at night anyway? This whole town is locked up like a compound
2: Security's tight when we have VIPs We're hosting some high-profile bidders Where are we going? We're here Step into the van, Mr Titus.
4: Albert?
1: April, are you alright?
4: No, I'm not. I'm freaking the hell out and now I'm in a rape van.
2: You're mobile, Mr Titus. You'll not get a decent signal until we're safely out of the town limits though.
1: What are you doing?
2: We are going for a ride. Marshall, do you read? This is Devon. Open the south gate.
1: Roger that. South
2: gate's open. Keep down as we pass the gate, okay?
4: What's in these coolers back here?
2: I wouldn't open those if I was you.
4: Why? Why? Stay down.
2: Where are you headed? I'm off to see the bloody wizard. Seriously? The freezers are full. Needed to make a trip to the cottage. Mind if I have a look? Have a look? What do you expect to find? A box of Cornettos? Just do my job, Devon. Oh, for Christ's sakes, it's me, Marshall. Bad enough for refrigerator truck's out of service. But tell you what, you explain things to cook when this meat spoils. All right, you can go. Off with you. The cottage? What is that? It's our meat processing facility, about 12 kilometres up the coast. Oh my god!
4: Jesus, there are people in here!
2: I was certain I told her not to open those coolers.
4: There are frozen cadavers in here! What kind of twisted monsters are you people? You sick mother...
2: Listen to me! Listen! I'm trying to save you two! Just why are you doing this? You think I like this business? It's all I've known since I was a wee boy. Mr Titus, this is my escape from Redmayne. And
4: we're along for the
2: ride? Aye, I suppose you are.
1: Looks like I have a few bars on the mobile. I'm going to try contacting a friend.
4: This is totally nuts. This is just...
3: Oh, but are you on your trolley? Have you any idea what hour it is? Listen,
1: Valerie, this is important. I need your help.
3: <sighs> you are in the lock-up, aren't you? Uh,
1: not exactly. I'm sorry, are you with someone?
3: Not that it's any business of yours, but are you jealous?
1: Valerie, Miles is dead. I can't go into great Did detail, you say but... You that
3: Miles is dead. Oh, dear Lord, what happened?
1: It's this place. He was investigating a human trafficking ring, but apparently there's much more to it. I've stumbled onto something here that's... It's horrifying.
3: Albert, I'm losing you. Where are you now? Where are we
2: headed? Gervin? Aye, if we can make it that far. You're breaking up badly. Bloody signal is weak here. Valerie, Valerie, can you hear me? We're being followed. Valerie!
4: Are they friends? Not any friends of ours. What do we do now? On heaven, my lad. This is very naughty of you.
5: You've made a rather dreadful miscalculation, I'm afraid. I
2: think you'll find the roadblock just up ahead. Is that true? Likely. Cook's got the local polis in his back pocket. I suggest you pull over at once, Devin. Let's talk things
5: over with a clear mind. You're not the first bird who's wanted to fly the nest, you know. These
1: things can be worked out.
4: Wait a minute. Are you going to listen to him?
1: He might go easier on us. So he turns us into an appetizer rather than the main dish, is that what you mean?
5: There's no escape, Devin. You should know as well as anyone. Remember what happened to your pins. You remember how they made the same rash decision?
2: He's right. We can't escape on this road. What are you doing? Taking a detour. Hang on. This back road's a wee bit bumpy. They're no far behind. What is this place? It's the old abbey. Or what remains of it.
4: You think we can hide here?
2: Not exactly. Well, this place is nothing but ruins.
4: Looks like half of it's caved in.
2: Where we're about to go, they'll no be following. Put it that way. Stay close.
5: The further you venture into the lower chambers, the more risk you
4: expose yourself to.
2: What's he talking about? The lower chambers lead to the underground. The caves. Why won't they follow us? What risk? The devils that... Never mind. Uh, Are
5: you sure you'd not prefer to take your chances with me,
2: Devon? These caves are unmarked, but there's a passage that leads to the surface. It exits close to the main road. If we flag down a vehicle there, we might still escape. It's like a labyrinth down here. How do you know which route we should take? I used to come down as a lad. My parents were with a party of cave explorers when we were ambushed by the freaks. Cook rescued us, took us in. Freaks? Don't
1: ask.
4: (gasps) What was that? Follow me. Keep your voices low.
1: you sure we're not lost?
2: Well, I was only 12 when I was last down here. My memory's a wee bit foggy.
1: Sounds like we're moving closer to the ocean.
2: There's a larger passage up ahead. Ah, my flashlight's getting weak. The bloody thing's about to go out.
1: Here, I can use my phone.
4: <gasps> it's pitch dark. I can't see my hand in front of my...
1: Devin. 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 Where'd he go? This isn't very sporting of you. After all, you're our only sodding guide.
4: Maybe he's up ahead. In the next chamber. Let's have a look. Devin? Devin. Devin. <sighs> it's cold in here. What are we walking on
1: it looks like like bone
4: god this place is disgusting i
1: assumed that this was a wall in front of us but it looks to be a giant pile of bones this chamber it's a it's a massive pit oh christ
4: (gasps) someone's in here
1: devon is that you
4: over there. Do you see her? It's a little girl.
1: Careful, April, I don't like the looks of this.
4: How did you get down here, honey? Are you lost?
1: She looks wild.
4: Don't be ridiculous, she's just a young girl. What's that you've got? What are you eating? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God.
1: Back away from her, April. We need to get out of here.
4: Holy shit. Can't be happening. What kind of place is this? Oh my god. We're surrounded. Why are they looking at us like that?
1: The descendants of Lilibeth. Cook said they lived down here in the cave. I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him.
3: Go let me know if I can get anything else for you. Thanks. Can you tell me, have you seen this man? His name is Albert Titus. He's gone missing and I'm... Well, I'm just desperate to find him. He doesn't look familiar, sorry. Something to drink? Perhaps a cocktail? Uh, sure. I... I think I'll have a Rob Roy. Excellent. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hello, young lassie. Oh, a fine choice there.
3: I'm sorry, what's that?
5: Your entree. The prime rib. Just prepared it myself.
3: Uh, Pardon me, I was deep in thought. Mmm, delightful. Very tender.
5: Can I get you something else?
3: The server should be along with a cocktail.
5: Ah, uh, you'll have to pardon the wait. We're breaking in a new bartender. Good bar keeps are hard to find.
3: I see, no problem. If you... If you don't mind, could you indulge me for one moment? I'm looking for a friend of mine that was through here recently. The local authorities haven't been much help. This is him, Albert Titus.
5: Titus? Albert Titus? Sorry, dear, doesn't ring a bell. I'll be sure to spread the word. Now, don't let that dish get cold.
3: Of course, thank you. i mm. I'm positively scrummy. You're quite the culinary artist.
5: Oh, my pleasure. We serve only the finest meats, the most exquisite cuts. Enjoy, my dear. Please Enjoy.
0: You've been listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Tonight's tale, Ravenous, was written, directed, and produced by John Ballantyne. Co-produced by Kevin Hotnell. UK production was directed by Matthew McLean, in association with Yap Audio and a Scottish podcast. Featured in the cast were David Ault as Titus... Robert Cudmore as Cook Matthew McLean as Devon Rachel Craig as April Caitlin Sneddon as Valerie Jim Balfour as the Wagging Tongue and Will Snyder as Marshall Also featured were Julia McLean Colin Gray Miranda Hotnell Avon Hotnell and Christina Alfieri Music and sound design by Kevin Hartnell. Additional sound courtesy of Free Sound Project. Mixing and post production by Kevin Hartnell. Share the horror and visit us at CampfireRadioTheater.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theater.